Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Live from Chicago and Las Vegas, you're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page One with LaVar and Mary on Blog Talk Radio. If you uh, are on Blonde Talk Radio like we are, uh, we normally get like a heads up when the show comes on. Didn't get that tonight. I I think that the voice that usually tells us that is pretty silent. But hello. Welcome to Page One with LeVar and Barry. I am LeVar. Uh, So glad that you are with us here on this Friday night. This is actually the last night in August that we're with you because next we meet, it will be Labor Day weekend. Uh, but before I introduce my friend here, this is the only other time that I could use this uh, intro for her. So let's just uh, get to it. Yeah. Well, she sneaks around the world from Vienna to Carolina. Sticky finger touch up from Berlin down to Belize. For a ride on the Nova Scotia, down there. Where in the world is Mary on page one? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight. I'm back now. <laughs> yes, you're back. So good to have you back. How was your travels? <laughs> mm, amazing. It was amazing. Um, highly recommended. Almost too good. I didn't want to come back. Not for the show, I mean, come back to home. Well, yes, because I was going to say, you were going to have to start doing the show on the on the road, and then we would have to do this song every week. Right? <laughs> Last week, we could do it until you're back on the road again, but uh, glad to have you back. Uh, I'm pretty sure people who were probably bored of hearing me last week for an entire show. Uh, oh, stop. But, yes. So glad that you are back tonight. We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, this is one of those shows where uh, I told Mary last night, there's so much and there's so many different things. It's kind of almost going to be like a potpourri night, and it's like stuff's like all over the place because uh, in a technical sense, uh, when last we were together, uh, it was kind of a truncated show. We did a couple of things, but not everything. And then last week, just me, and I didn't really want to do a lot of the stories that I had saved. So tonight, I will tell you, we will do yay or nay. There's a lot of things in yay or nay. Uh, we will also talk about uh, this milk crate challenge, which Mary did not know about until yesterday when I told her about it. Uh, so you get my full-on opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that she's done her research on it, uh, we will also have an expanded retro moment of the week. Uh, 
I have a few things in store for you. And then, of course, we'll take a look at what's trending. We'll have the almanac for you. Uh, and we've got everything that you normally would depend on here on Friday nights on page one. So, uh, like I said, so glad with us uh, is, I would call probably, I think they would probably say that was dog days of summer, right? Uh, because it is usually either humid or hot wherever people are at. Yes. And I normally, to get that look into the weather where you are at, is it both or is it one over the other? It's just hot right now, um, still right before the evening hours. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's very, very hot. Although we are going to be getting some moisture coming up from the Gulf soon, so we'll see. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But right now, yeah, mm-hmm. very, very well, hot. Well, I know it- – yeah, I was going to say, I know it is humid here, but for our friends in the east, and especially uh, in other places, uh, we're thinking about you because I know uh, Ida uh, is intensifying, and uh, it is definitely uh, forecast to slam the Gulf Coast, so they are going through it again. Um, it's This is that time of year. Uh, Actually, it seems a little early because I remember taking a trip to Florida a couple of years ago and right around Labor Day. And right as I left, right after that was when the storms had hit. Um, But, yeah, Ida, which is intensifying, as we said, near Cuba, uh, it is forecast to slam the Gulf Coast as a major hurricane on Sunday. So um, take heed again if you were there on the east uh, a hurricane watch continues in effect from Cameron, Louisiana, to the Mississippi-Alabama state line, including New Orleans metro area. Uh, hurricane watches are typically issued 48 hours in advance of when those tropical storm force winds are expected to arrive. So once again, they're going to see uh, some things this weekend. So definitely thinking about you guys down that way. But yeah, I mean that's it. Seems it never ends. I don't know if I lived in those areas. I know. You you stay and you stand your ground in the area where you live. I'm not sure if I get hit that many times like that, I would want to continue to stay. But it's resilience, I tell you, for people who live down that way. Yeah, no, I it, I think they're crazy, but that's just me. <laughs> but then again, I guess they could say <laughs> the same thing with us about with when we well when I lived in Illinois. With tornadoes and with thunderstorms and with that kind of uh, snow, those kind of things. So I guess it is you get used to the weather you're with, and if you like where you're at, you stay. I was going to say, it's not love the one you're with. Uh, (laughs) It's definitely not love the one you're with on this one. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, something that we'll definitely be keeping an eye on over the weekend. I would tell everyone, uh, if you – and it seems like you always have to put out this warning every time. If it gets bad, I mean, you know the drill by now. Um, you know, get to somewhere safe. Uh, you know it's something that you're not going to be able to ride out. Don't, you know, it's, it's not worth it. You know, things can be replaced and you can't. So um, with that, going into our almanac tonight, uh, today is August 27th. As I said, we're kind of uh, – nearing the end of August here. Today, just two things on the calendar for today. Today is National 
Pots de Creme Day. Um, if you know what that is, uh, the Pots de Creme Day, it's the custard dessert that's in that little uh, bowl, uh, the French dessert that dates back to the 17th century. Its name means pot of custard or pot of creme, which also refers to the baking dish. Uh, while a pots de creme traditionally bakes in small pots with lids, they may also be baked in other small porcelain dishes. So that is what that is today. I think I've had it once. I don't get out. I don't know that I have. I mean, I, I know I I've had I, that like that thing that you set on fire, uh, creme brulee. I've had. Ah. You know, I wonder if that might count in regard to that, but I know uh, the recipes vary. It says the basic ingredients in a pot de creme remains the same. You count on needing eggs, egg yolks, cream, or milk, neither chocolate or vanilla for flavor. And the mixture is baked in the porcelain cups at a low temperature, and a water bath helps the custard bake evenly. Um, yes, we've now turned it to a cooking show. Uh, but uh, <laughs> also, today is National Just Because Day. Just because. Uh, just because. So I guess if I wanted to... Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> it was just because. <laughs> so. Just because. <laughs> um, tomorrow is National Thoughtful Day, National Power Rangers Day. <laughs> I didn't think that they were given their own. Uh, hey, it is also, very popular yeah. show, apparently. Yes, it is also National Red Wine Day. So you can celebrate tomorrow with some red wine. Uh, hey, National nothing Bo- wrong with that. Bow Tie Day. I love bow ties. And you can uh, celebrate, yeah. It is also National Cherry Turnovers Day. And tomorrow is actually also National Rainbow Bridge Remembrance Day. Uh, it's uh, set aside as a day to remember the pet companions that we lost. Um, so uh, pretty much uh, they say that the best way to observe Rainbow Bridge Remembrance Day, take time out to enjoy memories of your pet, look through pictures, consider a visit to an animal shelter uh, if you feel ready, and volunteering time may help the adjustment. Um, so uh, that is tomorrow. And then on Sunday, it is National Chop Suey Day. I've never had Chop Suey. Um, I'm not sure if that is... I, I never had that. I know it was popular like in the 70s because you hear about, a lot about it on TV shows, but um, I know also it is National I don't National know that I've ever had that either. No? You're a person of town. I would have thought that you would have had chop suey. I don't. Well, I mean, I have no, no, no. I've, I mean, I've had chow mein and I've had lo mein, but that's about as close as chop suey as I've ever had. Hmm. Uh, it says here the best way to observe it. Uh, you can take a cooking class and learn to make it yourself. Uh, share your favorite chop suey recipe. Um, then it says here uh, that the way that it's made, it, it means assorted pieces. Uh, the main ingredients include a meat, whether it be chicken, fish, beef, prawns, or pork, and eggs. Uh, as the meat cooks over high heat, you add vegetables, usually green sprouts, cabbage, and celery. Uh, 
and the dish is uh, bound in a starch-thickened sauce. Uh, traditionally, rice accompanies the flavorful dish, too. So I've never had it, so I would not know. Um, and then throughout the week here, uh, Monday is National Toasted Marshmallow Day. <laughs> uh, Tuesday, it is National Trail Mix Day and National Eat Outside Day. So, love my trail mixes. Trail um, mix outside. There you go. There you go. You can have trail mix outside while walking on a trail. But uh, tonight, two businesses are kind of in the spotlight this week. And, I, and I'm I haven't talked about it with Barry because this is one of those stories that we kind of uh, uh, that's kind of happened here over the last few days. Uh, Apple and also uh, Delta Airlines both have made the news here within the last few weeks. I'll start first with Delta because Delta pretty much is uh, the story here deals with something that is still ongoing and it is regarding COVID-19. But Delta Airlines will charge employees on the company health plan. $200 a month if they fail to get vaccinated against COVID-19, a policy that the airline's top executive says is necessary because the average hospital stay for the virus cost the airline $40,000. Uh, their CEO said that all employees who have been hospitalized for the virus in recent weeks were not fully vaccinated. Uh, they also said on Wednesday that it also will stop extending pay protection to unvaccinated workers who, can, who contact COVID-19 on uh, September 30th, and will require unvaccinated workers to be tested weekly beginning September 12th. Although Delta will cover the cost, they will have to wear masks in all indoor company settings. Uh, they stopped short of matching United Airlines, which will require employees to be vaccinated starting September 27th or face termination. However, the $200 monthly surcharge, which starts in November, may have the same effect. Uh, they said that the surcharge will be necessary to address the financial risk the decision to not vaccinate is creating for the company. Uh, they also said that 75% of Delta employees are vaccinated, up from 72% in mid-July. Uh, the aggressiveness of the leading strain of the virus, they said, means that we need to get many more of our people vaccinated as close to 100% as possible. This is something where this is going to be a battle between companies and what they do and employees. And, of course, as we've always said in the past, hey, the company has a right to do what they want to do uh, because that's their company. Um, do you think that you will see other companies maybe doing the same thing? And is that kind of good or bad? Uh, <laughs> you, you come back from vacation and I start you right off. Yeah, you really just throw me right into the deep end, don't you? Um, do I see other companies doing it? Yes. Um, especially companies like Delta, where there's a lot of people, like their company is about travel, it is about customer service, it is about putting people in contact with other people. Like they're going to be, their pilots, their um, flight attendants, their ticket agents, these are people that are going to come in contact with a range of people that have a range of status from a, different, a lot of different places. So I could see companies like Delta doing something similar. Um, I don't know about the surcharge thing, um, but having that requirement or putting or having them um, change their um, like job duties, job functions. 
I could see that happening in a lot, uh, really in a lot of companies. Um, good or bad, that, that, nah. that's where I kind of do the, the step back. I'm all for it, but that's also because I'm part of the whole generation of, you know, we had to have a, a round of vaccines for school, and nobody batted an eye. Everybody got their everybody got their shots. They went to school. You know, this is you need shots for work. You get your shots, you go. It, it, that kind of thing. Um, I'm on that. I, I agree with that. It's a vaccine. It's not inserting you know metal people into your veins to run around and and take over your thoughts um, or whatever conspiracy theory there is out there now. However, I also recognize the the right to wait. And there are people out there with legitimate reasons for not having the vaccine, um, allergies, um, things that have to do with like complications, health risks that do with some of the ingredients. I get why some people aren't vaccinated. Um, I don't know that that's a good thing to charge them when, okay, let's say I'm allergic to part of the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And I know someone that had a a major allergic reaction to the vaccine and had to actually take time off. And they, their, their allergic reaction was almost worse than some of the symptoms that I've heard that have come from the coronavirus. Mm. With that being said, is it fair to charge that person a surcharge because they can't get the vaccine? Do you think that if that person comes back with something for the job and that uh, Delta was maybe a little open about it, like if it was for religious reason or if it was for uh uh, health and safety reason, we won't charge you, but you still got to take the test. I, I think that would be a fair uh, trade-off. I, I think at times we have How to remember that. How many people ended up with a weird, like, because of my religion, I don't have to do this? Yeah, I know. It's kind of like, like the people with the, uh, it's kind of like the people with the pets on the plane. <laughs> you know, I need, uh-huh. I need, I need, I need the pets. It come keep me calm when you flow like a dozen times before you didn't need one. So, um, this it, is one of those things where I don't know where we can draw the line or where we can like come to a good, uh, just like full okay that we're going to be all right with that. And like I said, it's one of those things where hey, that's that company's policy. If uh, your company policy states that. Uh, that in order to, you know, because they're paying a lot of money. If you think about it, if you owned a business and, you know, someone had potentially, because I'm not going to, I'm not here tonight to say take it, not take it. But if there was a probability, because this is the words I'm going to be using, if there was a probability of cutting back on us spending 40000 because you could possibly not get sick, or not get sick for a long time should you do this. Yeah, we're going to look to get back a little bit of money here because if there mm-hmm. was a probability or a chance and you didn't want to do it and now you're going to cost us 
yeah, we're going to want a little bit back from you. I'm shocked it wasn't higher, but I know that that's probably as much as they can go because people probably aren't making like huge money like that. I'm surprised they have not pretty much said, hey, if that happens, we're not giving you, you know, sick time pay. It just comes out of whatever vacations or whatever happens. I'm shocked they haven't gone that extreme. But the fact that they are still allowing some things, 200 right there pretty much was like uh, a slap on the wrist in a way. Um I think that it's fair um, as far as a business model is concerned. Now, wide-ranging for other jobs and for everything else, I see potential a lot of court issues or people who are going to take this to uh, court. Where it goes, I don't know. By the way, uh, just a side note here, and and I feel like I need to do a two-minute rant if you forgive me. Folks in Oklahoma, please, the Med Ivermeetin or Meetin or whatever that is, why? I don't understand how you don't want to take the shot, but you will take a, sh- a shot that's meant for horses. <laughs> um, if you have not heard, the U.S. Food Drug Administration is warning people not to take that horse deworming medication to treat COVID-19. Um one doctor with the Oklahoma State Medical Association, she said that once the damage is done in those situations, you can't go back. Uh, and the FDA is saying, please, please, this is not recommended. It has not been studied on humans. Treats or prevent, <laughs> it treats or prevents parasites in animals. Uh, there is a human grade, but it's for parasite infections. 20 years ago was the last time that they've ever used it on a human. And tractor supply stores around Oklahoma are all sold out. Uh, they even have please don't eat signs up. They have, some stores haven't received the shipment in two weeks. Uh, and this is meant for a large animal. Since May, there have been 10 poison calls related to it. Diarrhea and vomiting are two of the many side effects you could experience. Some could be even more serious, which could be dizziness, cardiac, uh, cardiac rhythm problems, blood pressure issues. Um, I don't know how you don't feel comfortable with taking a COVID shot, but you feel comfortable taking a shot for horses. Don't get it. That's <laughs> that's humans, but yes, that's what's happening. <laughs> and I can see the look in your face right now. <laughs> yeah, like seriously, come on. <laughs> yes, very much so. Uh, yeah, so that's what happened with that one. But um, yeah, so. Yeah, I don't know. I really do think that when all is said and done, you're going to probably see some companies take a uh, page out of the Delta Airlines playbook. I mean, um, termination is pretty it's pretty severe um, because, like we said, if you're going to force someone to do something um, and if something happens, if they do that, what happens then? Are you going to say, hey, we made you take that. Sorry, it's happened. Now we're going to be here for you monetarily? Because, yes, that's the other issue where you can come into play. Uh, if I say no, I feel I don't feel safe with taking it because of a health issue. I go and I take it because my job's making me take it, and I get, like, a really bad reaction that nearly kills me. I mean, <laughs> are they going to, on the opposite end, support me with my medical bills? So um, that gets very interesting. 
Uh, the other big thing here this week uh, was with Apple. Uh, they uh, announced that they were going to uh, pretty much uh, – well, I'll kind of go backwards here a little bit. So this week uh, there was a revelation from Apple uh, because they have newly revealed plans to scan for child abuse imagery on some people's devices. Uh, Apple reportedly has been scanning some users' email for child abuse imagery since 2019, according to a new report. Uh, earlier this month, they said that they would implement a system to scan some people's iPhones, iPads, and Mac computers for child abuse imagery, worrying security and privacy advocates who say that the system could be twisted into a tool for government surveillance. Uh, the company told the publication 9 to 5 Mac that it had been scanning iCloud mail emails for child abuse imagery for the past two years a detail it didn't appear to explicitly disclose to customers. Uh, Apple said on earlier versions of its website that it uses image matching technology to help find and report child exploitation by looking at, quote, electronic signatures without providing more detail. They also told the publication that they performed, quote, limited scanning of other data without going into further detail other to say that it didn't include iPhone or iPad. Uh, they didn't immediately respond to a request for further comment. And that latest revelation adds a wrinkle to the heated debate about Apple's approach to user privacy. Uh, for years, they marketed its devices as more secure and trustworthy than those of its competitors, and it's gone so far as to publicly criticize Google and Facebook over their ad-supported business models, telling customers that because Apple makes money by selling phones, it doesn't need to rely on ad tracking and other tools to make money. Uh, they had also mocked the tech industry with a billboard in 2019 at the Consumer Electronics Show with a picture of an iPhone with the statement, what happens on your iPhone stays on your iPhone. Uh, and while they announced that new scanning technology had emphasized plans to run scans of devices using a iCloud photo library syncing service, uh, they said that they preferred to run scans of the device rather than on its server, saying it would allow privacy advocates to audit its systems and ensure that they weren't being somehow misused. So um, we now have come into <laughs> – uh, I get it. I know of the reasons for why it's happening. And this, this almost puts – everybody agrees there needs to be a better way of tracking this. But does it come at the uh, privacy of what I have on my phone? And if you scan something which you think is uh, bad, which it might not be or misunderstood – now it's a privacy issue. I, we, I mean, I don't know. Is it something that Apple needs to probably say to all of its customers, hey, look, this is about to happen. Um, I, don't, I don't know how this happens in an IT situation. Do you give kind of like a, another pri – like, you know, most companies send out a privacy thing and say, hey, read through this. This is what's about to happen. But if you don't do it, I kind of feel that you're in the wrong if you just sneakily do this and you don't tell people the exact thing that you're doing. Or am I wrong? Or am I just being a really old fart by uh, thinking that technology is just being technology? I mean, I want to call you an old fart. That's what I want to do. I mean, you just said old fart, so Yeah. <laughs> But <laughs> I think mean, you have a valid point. 
with being an old fart, I mean. Sorry, my phone is being <laughs> weird. Um, so, I mean, you have a valid point. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you're not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. That's a huge privacy issue, I would think. Um, it is. I it is. Yeah. And and that's where that that's where that but then we also have to deal with a lot of other privacy issues that everybody doesn't give give any like thought to. So Right. It, it, it's one of those like it has to find that happy balance that I don't think they have yet. Uh, well uh we will definitely keep an eye on that one. By the way, folks, and I forgot to mention it at the top of the show, but I'll mention it now, and I'll mention it again before we leave tonight. This Sunday, uh, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central, an all-new 411 Lounge. Uh, I'm excited. My guest is Kylie Thorne. Uh, she will be on this Sunday night. So many things have changed in between that kind of affect her between the last week or so. We're definitely going to talk about that on Sunday night. Um, a few other things as well. And I am, like I said, excited. Uh, of course, you can find the link for the show uh, over on the Twitter page for us at News Comment BTR. Of course, if you've got to hear, you know it's on our show page. Uh, but that's Sunday night, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central, uh, here on Blog Talk Radio, 411 Lounge with Kylie Thorne. When we come back, um, Milk Crate Challenge. We're going to do this live on – no, no, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to be in heels Six inch yeah, heels Mary will be in heels I will be doing it in one of those Like uh, you know those things At the ballpark when you get in like those big balls And you have to like like Bounce off of somebody I'm going to be in one of those going up <laughs> The hamster ball The hamster ball yeah that's what I'm going to do Um <laughs> No, we will not be doing it. As a matter of fact, we're going to tell you about one place that is – I kind of predicted this a couple of weeks ago. It is now happening. We'll talk about that. And then we're also going to have our um, – we're going to take a look at what's trending. And kind of an expanded uh, uh, yay or nay tonight. Uh, we'll have that. Uh, but first, we're going to treat you this week because we didn't really do uh, – we did a rerun of retro commercials last week. Actually, there was one new and one old one. Uh, but this week, you're going to get three. Uh, one is a retro PSA. Uh, two are popular singing commercials uh, for popular products, uh, and you'll know what they are, but – We'll have those, and we'll be back on the other side. First, you're listening to Page One with LaVar Mary here on Blog Talk Radio. Oh, my gosh. You fellas have been out in the sun for a long time. Don't worry, Uncle Popeye. We're not even red. Just looks at your back. Ouch, I'm sunburned. Next time, remember, don't stay out in the sun too long. And always wear the lotion to protect your skin from the sun. Takes care when it's sunny, a burn isn't funny. This Popeye the Sailor Man. Hot dog, armor hot dog. What kinds of kids eat armor hot dogs? That's 
I mean, he didn't really swear. I mean, if he did swear, uh, he didn't swear he probably, on. Mother, well, Mus- you couldn't Mus- tell. <laughs> Muskers Bud Ruckers. Yes. <laughs> it didn't come out correct. I'm trying to figure out um, where Papa was from. I don't know if he was from Maine or if he was from uh, maybe uh, Oregon, maybe somewhere out of the West, but I don't know where that. Uh, uh, <laughs> one thing's for certain. Apparently, my dog's in Maine. <laughs> <laughs> One thing's for certain, though, we know that Popeye, if he had to do the milk crate challenge, uh, probably would be well at it because of uh, spinach making you stronger. But for several days now, or it seems like forever, uh, social media has been taken over by the milk crate challenge. Uh, If you're not aware of the trend, it's basically a game in which you line up and stack a lot of milk crates to form up and down steps. Then you try to walk or run up and down the crates without falling. And it pretty much seems that 99% of the people who do that challenge fall in a nasty and vicious way. And then there's someone they know post that video to TikTok because, hey, it's 2021. Um, TikTok is not even a fan of challenge. Uh, it is now uh, tasking users with uh, pretty much at this point saying, just don't. Uh, they are now, in response to that, uh, doctors and health agencies are warning of possible life-threatening injuries, and TikTok has confirmed that it is now in the process of removing the videos claiming the trend glorifies dangerous acts. TikTok prohibits content that promotes or glorifies dangerous acts, and we remove videos and redirect searches to our community guidelines to discourage such content. The spokesman for the platform uh, said recently, they said that we encourage everyone to exercise caution in their behavior, whether online or off. Uh, while the videos may be unwelcome on TikTok, other social media platforms, including Twitter and Instagram, appear to be allowing accounts to host the videos. Uh, the clips have become so popular uh, that, of course, as I said, a number of health agencies have commented on the fad, up to and including the FDA. Um, and wow. they said, we regulate milk. We can't recommend you try that. Perhaps enjoy a nice glass of 2% and return all those crates to the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, Bravo. And and one hospital in Louisiana, uh, they said our hospitals are filled with COVID nineteen patients, pushing staff to the limits to provide life saving care. Uh, please stay safe. Uh, your local hospital may not be able to help you if you get hurt. Um, so, yeah, this is a. Uh, this is a very dangerous thing. And I, like I said, I was shocked that you did not know about it. Uh, you saw it for I the didn't. first time pretty much yesterday. yesterday. Your thoughts on it. Your thoughts on it. And I think My thoughts on it are, go ahead. No, we just talked about. Well, no, I was going to say, we just talked a few weeks ago about maybe a place or a platform like TikTok just saying no to silly mm-hmm. things like this and pulling them. And now here we are. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I, I remember we were having that conversation. I don't remember where, if it was here or if it was, you know, in our regular conversation. I think we were talking about the honey challenge and the fact That's that right. these videos glorify it. That's right. We were talking about with the honey challenge. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, yesterday yeah. was my first foray into the milk crate challenge. Um, anybody that does the milk crate challenge and does not succeed, you're dumb. 
<laughs> like, I'm sorry. Why would you do something that? No. Now I just even if you succeed, I should just even if you succeed, you got lucky. Mm-hmm. Survival of the fittest, man. Like Darwin needs to come back and start taking some people out. Can I can I just play a clip before you go on? <laughs> I, I, for all of you folks that's trying it uh, out there. Well, that was a nice move, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even go that far. It wasn't even a nice move. Like, and that. Oh, there's so many things right now. Like, my opinion on this is, you're dumb. Like, that's it. You're dumb. That's my opinion. Here's the worst part of it. You're surrounding yourself with a lot of people that are also dumb because they're not helping you. They're not discouraging you. They're not telling you, you know, you probably shouldn't do that. No, they're taking out the phone. They're videoing it. They're laughing at you while you fall and break your back or your your coccyx or uh, your stomach or your ribs or puncture a lung. And then they're putting it up on YouTube, on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok. These are people that you have decided to surround yourself by. And later on in life, you will realize that these people should have been the ones breaking their back on the stupid milk crates and not you. You're dumb. Done and done. I'm sorry. That was my mom coming out. I'm sorry. What was the other thing that you said to take it break? The what? You mean like the ribs or the coccyx? (laughs) You know what a coccyx is, is, right? Yes, I do. <laughs> it's the little it's your tailbone. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. What do you I, and why I know because when I was a kid, <laughs> I fell uh, back first into a concrete basement. Uh, so yes, I Ooh. did know about that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they were no. worried about that. So you know. Me hurting. Yeah. Yeah. So now with mm-hmm. all of these challenges out Sorry, there. Sorry, my inner mom yeah. came out on that one, but oh, it's just like I want to smack <laughs> every single one of them. Line them up. <laughs> I know. It's it, 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 it's like with all of these like silly challenges out there. It's uh. Well, goodbye. I think that was the wrong clip. What the hell's going on out here? <laughs> There's the right one. That's the right one. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I've seen some, and I've had to actually turn away because I've seen people falling almost headfirst towards hard ground. Uh, I, I don't get it. You know it's not sturdy. It's not safe. And, yeah, I, I'm glad you went all mom on them because that is not the you – know, I've never seen anybody do something positive, in a, in a, not since the uh, ice bucket challenge. I've seen anybody do anything positive for a viral trending video. And I don't know why people decide that it's it's best. And like you said, the the friends who are videotaping this, this is what gets me, are standing there watching this, and as their friend falls down and falls maybe into some crates and hits their head, are still recording. <laughs> like, they, like they expect this to keep on moving, and it's not. It, yeah, it uh, – <laughs> Yeah, these are the people know. you call your friends. They're, they're yeah. recording you and letting you bleed out on the concrete. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Uh, really quick before we get to what's trending on Twitter, actually, I found a very interesting study. 
uh, one that I think that we will both like, and it says that rumor has it that breakfast, it comes from mash, uh, that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Not only does a hearty spread first thing in the a.m. give you fuel to start off your day, but there are tons of delicious options to choose from. Uh, of course, there are fluffy scrambled eggs paired with the perfectly crispy toast, slathered in butter, and a side of greasy bacon. And, of course, there's pancakes drowning in syrup. But of all the tasty treats out there, which is the po- most popular? Mashed polled 45,000 people worldwide to find out which dish is everyone's favorite breakfast food. Uh, they were given the option of eggs, French toast, waffles, pancakes, or other. One food won over nearly half of all survey respondents. Um do you know which one won? God, I hope bacon. Well, I will say here that your choice was not an excellent choice. Uh, it was <laughs> eggs. Scrambled. Really? Oh, fried, hard-boiled, and sunny side up because eggs are so versatile. It's hardly a surprise that the savory orbs won the title of favorite breakfast food by a landslide with 43% of the votes. Uh, it's not the first time that eggs have proven their popularity on breakfast tables across the uh, U.S. Uh, a YouGov survey found that over a third of Americans preferred eggs for their first meal of the day, with scrambled being the preferred method of preparation, followed by over easy and then sunny side up. Uh, as for how the other foods stacked up, pancakes came in second with 18% of the votes, followed by French toast with 16%, waffles at 13%, And finally, 10% of the people chose other, with write-ins including biscuits and gravy, bagels, and, of course, bacon. (laughs) Mm. Bacon. Now that makes me hungry. I will say not favorite, but most used breakfast meal is eggs for me. But that's because they are very versatile. You can have an egg sandwich, you can have scrambled omelets. Yeah. So... I don't know about favorite, but it is the one that I do eat the most. Ah. Well, but my uh, favorite is bacon. Yeah, so, yeah, no, that's uh, the favorite breakfast food there that I found. Uh, what's trending tonight on this Friday night, of course, SmackDown, because they're fresh off of SummerSlam, uh, which was out there uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, SmackDown is number one. Uh, Minnesota is uh, trending. Why? Because Viking fans are showing their support as Minnesota takes on the Kansas City Chiefs in an NFL preseason matchup. We're close to football season. I'm kind of excited about that. Thank um, God. Yay, football. Yeah. American football. <laughs> there was some big news overseas with uh, Premier League football uh, today. Mm-hmm. Um, also trending techno support as content creator Technoblade shared a video on YouTube announcing that he has been diagnosed with cancer. Uh, so techno support is trending uh, for that. Um, also uh, trending tonight, uh, Trina, uh, Hurricane Ida, as we talked about earlier in the show, is forecast to make landfall in Louisiana on Sunday, exactly 16 years after Hurricane Katrina devastated the state in 2005. Uh, Sirhan Sirhan is trending tonight as he is recommended for parole. Uh, He has tried uh, ever since uh, the assassination of 
uh, Senator Robert Kennedy in 1968, he has served more than 50 years in prison. Uh, and so on his 16th attempt, uh, they are now saying that the governor can review. Um, also, uh, the youngest son of uh, Robert F. Kennedy has spoken in favor of paroling his father's assassin. Prosecutors declined to attend the parole hearing and thus did not argue that he should be kept behind bars. So um, definitely uh, that is interesting in its own self. Uh, also trending tonight, um, a lot of uh, – <laughs> well, this gets interesting because there's, there's a couple more things that I want to bring up. But one is a, a debate here because someone is saying uh, in regards to – uh, they say, do you say whipping cream or whipped cream? And whipping is trending. Whipping uh, <laughs> uh, cream is said, the cream to be whipped. Yes. And somebody said, they're completely different products, whipped cream versus whipping cream. And somebody said, so I buy whipping cream, and then once I whip, it's whipped cream. And so this has created like a wide debate on Twitter tonight. Uh, in regards to what it's called, um, so yeah. How is that a debate? It's it's a. It's Twitter. That's why we don't think about it. It is not a debate. You cannot debate something that is real. That is like saying, that is like saying the crayon that is labeled black is not black. It is freaking. Oh, <laughs> go over to Twitter. Go over to Twitter and voice your opinion. No. Uh, no, because I'm not going to Twitter. I'm not going. By the way, if you are on Twitter, by follow both of us on Twitter. However, mm-hmm. I'm not going to Twitter and going into this debate because it's not a debate. <laughs> <laughs> that is like seeing uh, a banana uh, and a banana peel. They are two different things. I'm only reporting what Twitter says. I don't have a dog in this fight. I'm just saying with Trinity. That's all. It's That's ridiculous. All. Just the state of affairs these days. Social media. You me. That's um, Vice City is also uh, trending tonight because someone came up with a definitive list here. Uh, it was about uh, 25 games ranging in age from $5 down to a dollar. They said, you got $15. What PS2 games are you going with? And among some of the games on the list were uh, Bully, NCAA Football 14, uh, Grand Theft Auto, Vice City. Uh, also on there was uh, – uh, Max Payne, uh, Fight Night, uh, Dragon Ball Z, uh, NBA Live 2005 or Simpsons Hit and Run, Marvel vs. Capcom, a bunch of old school games. And a lot of people were saying uh, GTA Vice City. <laughs> oh, yeah, Vice City was fun. <laughs> so that is why that is trending tonight. Those are among some of the things that are going. Uh I did promise you tonight we were doing yay or uh, nay. There are a lot of things this week that prompted yay or nay. Forgive me if I kind of am going to go through these semi-sort of quickly or semi-sort of slow for you. So the first one just came out today, and this is (laughs) – oh, you know this one's going to be good. Uh, So (laughs) there was a man who was living with his parents. You missed me. 
I did because did this one, I'm glad this story came out just as you came back. So a judge has ordered a Western Michigan couple to pay $30,441 to their son for getting rid of his porn collection. U.S. District Judge Paul Maloney's decision this week came eight months after David Working, who's 43, won a lawsuit against his parents. He said they had no right to throw out his collection of films, magazines, and other items. Working had lived at their Grand Haven home for 10 months after a divorce before moving to Muncie, Indiana. The judge followed the value set by an expert, an expert, MLive.com reported. Working's parents also must pay $14,500 to their son's attorney. After moving to Indiana, Working learned that his uh, possessions were missing. Frankly, David, I did you a big favor getting rid of all this stuff, his dad said in an email. Uh, yay or nay, to the parents having to pay their son, first of all, uh, can I just say before we even get into the story that I am highly, highly disappointed that it was not $69,000. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> $6,969. Thank you. And what expert to come out? Where do you find, I want to be the expert. Where do you find an expert to say, hey, what was this work? You know, what was this video work? I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm. This is where I'm sorry. If you've got $30,000 worth of porn, that should not have been able to be gotten rid of. Okay. That means that you need to be – if you're moving someplace, that's thirty nine or $30,000 worth of porn is a large amount of porn. <laughs> Think of it this way. If they were DVDs, if they were just DVDs, which they weren't, and each DVD was – let's put it at 50 bucks a pop. So some of those DVDs are a little bit more expensive and some are less. So we're just going to kind of use an average. 50 bucks a pop. That's a lot of freaking DVDs. Okay, mm-hmm. he must have had some like magazines that had like I don't know Madonna as a centerfold or something, something that was a collectible. That's the only thing I could think of. But uh, no, I don't, I don't think they should have to pay him because <laughs> no offense to him, porn is the first thing you pack into your vehicle. You don't leave porn places. You take yeah, that. Who, who? You take that with you. Who yeah, leaves if it porn was worth behind? that. Yeah, who, who, if it was worth that much, you bought it home <laughs> to where your parents could see it. <laughs> what the hell? Well, I mean, he had I, it with him. He had it with him from the divorce, so that's where he, you know, when he was staying with them, that's fine. But that's what? the first thing you pack in your car. Come on, people, you don't leave no porn leave behind, left behind. Come on, that's not right. I mean, he no. had, he got that's his fault. Wait, he. If I were the parents, I'd counter sue and want money for when he stayed there for the 10 months. But think about that. You were able yeah, to – Can you imagine? I don't even know what the relationship between his parents is going to be now because now you sued your parents for porn, not for, like, some, like, coin, but for porn. You know what? This actually I would sue them for rent. Mama, there goes that man. Yes, he deserves that. <laughs> you got your parents to pay you $30,000 for porn. Yes, you deserve that one. <laughs> Man. 
I don't know if that's yay or nay, but no. <laughs> no for the parents having to pay for porn because he he effed up. Porn should have been the first thing in the car. Keep going back with that. Especially thirty thousand dollars. Porn right? first. Porn and to- <laughs> porn and toys go first. Oh uh, well, let me hear your day story here. Two next two can involve food. Uh, General Mills Lucky Charms is bringing back its just magical marshmallows option. Uh, you might remember seeing the Marshmallows Only cereal released back in 2015. The brand then bought it back in 2017 and 19, and in 2020 and unveiled a new bag of just magical marshmallows. Uh, the bag is coming back this year, but it's newly designed. It comes in eight bag designs, each uh, reflecting one of the eight marshmallow shapes you'll find in every bag. Hearts, stars, horseshoes, clovers, blue moons, unicorns, rainbows, red balloons. You will be able to find them on store shelves soon. Yay or nay to having a marshmallow-only cereal. Yeah. I never liked Lucky Charms to begin with, even back when there were actually cereal involved in it, not just the marshmallow. Those aren't really marshmallows. Those are like marshmallow powder pressed into something. Um, But no, no thank you. I mean, they were basically just marshmallow cereals to begin with. Well, for those of you who already know, I'm not a big cereal eater, so no, I am uh, going to say nay to that one. I'm not, uh, no, just marshmallows only? No, no thank you. They basically Uh, are just marshmallows only anyway. Right. (laughs) Um, So our other food day or nay story involves Mountain Dew. Flaming Hot Mountain Dew is coming. You'll be able to get your hands on it next Tuesday and maybe only next Tuesday because it won't be in stores. They're selling it at mountaindew.com starting August 31st, and it's a limited-time-only thing. So it will probably sell out fast, maybe within minutes. Uh, They're describing it as a mix of spicy and sweet, so it's got the normal Mountain Dew taste plus the Flamin' Hot flavor they use in other products like Flamin' Hot Cheetos. They'll also be selling a bunch of Flamin' Hot Mountain Dew merch throughout the clothing brand Broken Promises. Yay or nay to drinking Flamin' Hot Mountain Dew? (laughs) I don't know if I'd like a spicy drink, but, you know, good on you if you do. Mountain Dew's a weird flavor anyway, so making it spicy, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to go with, um, can I do I don't know? Because I don't necessarily, it's intriguing. So I don't necessarily want to say no, but it's a, it's a, (laughs) nay, the nay, I guess. (laughs) I've never been on time for stuff. Come on now. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, I'm going to go with nay. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm already not really a fan of Flamin' Hot. Every once in a while, if I get, like, uh, like maybe a small little, hey, I got to try it, I might get a small bag and have some. But other than that, to mix it with Mountain Dew, which I have not had in years, no, not really interested. Um an interesting uh, other tidbit that came out just a few uh, days ago. Uh, if you ever wanted to ride a skateboard with Tony Hawk's blood inside of it, you're in luck. 
because the skate legend has just released a line of boards that have a vial of his blood infused into the deck's paint jobs. The 53-year-old skater teamed up with Liquid Death, a canned water company, to make the rides, and as some people would say that they're gnarly. Uh, Liquid Death documented how they made the video, uh, how they made it in a video released on Tuesday, showing his blood was dropped from his arm and eventually poured into the red paint that was used for the skateboarder's graphic scheme. Uh, Liquid Death says the boards, which featured the company's uh, the Thirst Executioner uh, character holding a hawk skull and a bully axe, are limited to a quality of just uh, 100. They're currently selling for 500 bucks a piece. Uh, each ride will come with a certificate of authenticity, and Tony Hawk says that he loves them all. Uh, but here's the thing, though. Didn't we just have an issue with, was it Little Nas, uh, Little Nas X doing some blood in some product or something like that? And if people had an issue with that, and nobody's going to yeah. like bat an eye over Tony Hawk having blood infused in skateboards. I'm going to go, man. even though I love Tony Hawk, he's a legend. But me. <laughs> <laughs> that was an interesting name. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, sure. This will be yay for me. I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't care. Skateboard. And then on top of that, it's mixed in with paint, so it's not like you're gonna, you know, see it. Or if you lick it, you're going to be licking paint. Like the paint itself, the blood is like nothing compared to, to the paint. You know? Mm. So. And Lil Nas X, I didn't care about that either. So. The last yay or nay, I will actually let you choose because there's two stories here. Uh, would you like how an online calculator predicts when older adults will die or how a man's weird hotel etiquette has divided the internet. Oh God. Can I just right now <laughs> online calculator? No, go with the second one. I want to know what this thing was. <laughs> All right. So this is from the New York post. Uh, and they say that staying in a hotel can be a luxurious experience to relax and rejuvenate, but there's one traveler that skips the pampering and plays housekeeper instead. Uh, when you stay in a hotel, you typically expect people to clean up after you with a flip of the doorknob sign with do not disturb to come right in. Many travelers expect fresh pressed and neatly tucked seats, uh, sheets, eloquent pillows and decor, sweet smelling soaps, and a stock mini fridge, not to mention the tiny chocolates they place in your pillow. Uh, so what happened uh, was that there is a man by the name of Darren Dowling who takes an extra step as a hotel guest. Dowling, who's from the U.K., shared a photo to Facebook uh, showing his stripped bed and the sheets he folded neatly at the foot of it, sending social media into a tailspin, arguing over guest protocols. He says, I always try to leave a hotel room like this, he wrote in a caption. Is this the right or wrong thing to do? And everything was neatly put at the end of the bed. He took off the sheets. He took off the uh, layering sheet. He took off literally everything, folded it up, and put it in a nice little pile. The post garnered more than 1,000 likes and 400 comments, many of which debated the concept of being overly clean and courteous post-stay. While many disagreed, saying people were paid to clean up after hotel residents, others said that they'll also do this as a courtesy to the cleaners. 
Uh, one said, as a housekeeper, this makes me very happy. When customers do this, it saves us an extra job. It makes it easier. Uh, it's not right or wrong, just weird wrote someone else. Uh, Dowling, who's known as Daza Online, hit back at folks who didn't take the extra step of cleanliness, commenting that, quote, the police are paid to stop murders, but that doesn't go well, does it? In addition to people arguing over the hotel checkout etiquette, some people joke they would prefer to leave their sheets rolled up and looking like a dead body or some other offensive shape. Um, uh, so yay or nay to the thing of helping out the cleaning crew at your local hotel, such as uh, Mr. Dowling here. <laughs> I don't know that I would ever go as far as Mr. Dowling, but yes, I do the same thing. Like I make sure that they know that I use, like if I use both beds in a double okay. room, which sometimes I do, like sometimes I do, I'll lay in one, you know, and, and eat chips or whatever and watch movies and then I'll go to sleep in the other one. I will pull all the sheets all the way down to the end of the bed. Um, now, do I fold them up neatly or, you know, pile them up in a nice pile? No, but I do make it obvious that it's been used. And I do try to keep, like, everything put together. So it's, uh, like, all the towels I put on the end of the bed. All the Like, it's all kind of gathered up in one spot. So, like I said, not as far as he would go, but I do, I try to leave it better than I found it. All the garbage is, is in the one way... spot and all that garbage is. That I get. That I get. Okay. I don't know. The bed seems like it's going a little far. Well, I, I get it. Like, if you use towels or other things you want to, like, leave it. I was told to leave it on the floor so that they can just get that all in one bed. And I put them, like, all so you just get it in one big swoop uh, when they right. come. But uh, that mm-hmm. I do. The bed, it's kind of like that's the – they may not be ready to. I don't know. It's just. Uh, it's like that one extra. Well, step they're supposed to. Which people don't say that. I mean, it's the the etiquette. I guess that a lot of people just assume that hey, once I leave, you're going to come and take it off and do whatever you're going to do anyway. So why should I just take it all off and leave it at the end? Yes, does it make it easier for the next uh, person that's coming to clean? Then yeah, but yeah, so. That's one of those unwritten rules, I think, that uh, people don't know about. Because uh, you just assume, hey, they're coming to do it anyway. I'm on my way out the door. That's what they get paid to do, and then they pretty much leave. So, yeah. I'll go, yeah. Yeah, but I, mean, I wouldn't I'll be surprised. And some it. hotels, we've all stayed in those hotels where it's a little iffy. Mm-hmm. That they might just gotcha. remake gotcha. the gotcha. bed. Gotcha. I'm not ever taking a black light with me in some of these places. No, <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> um, but there are some of those hotels. I, I, everyone stayed in a hotel somewhere that was like, I think they just remade the bed from the last person. Hmm. So yeah. I, I guess it's just me by, by pulling it all the way down to the end, it kind of forces then it forces that clean, maybe. Yeah. Maybe? Question mark. <laughs> well, that's one that I did not know about, and now we all know, and knowing is half the battle. Uh, with that, <laughs> the clock on the wall is telling us that it is a little bit past time to go. Did you have any shout-outs this week? Uh, 
thank you to the people that were very nice to me on my vacation, um, that helped me along the way, uh, the people that I met, uh, just so that because I am back, I did go to London, I did have an amazing time. Um, I will be probably going back soon, who knows when. Um, but so thank you to all those people. Uh, we got some birthdays coming up. Kiwi's birthday is coming up, turning the big one eight. So happy birthday to Kiwi. And then, um, yeah, that's, that's a couple of days from now. And then, um, I think that's it. I, I think that's all. I'm sure I probably think like half the world in that one, but. <laughs> <laughs> and, by, and by the way, because it is uh, Kiwi's birthday. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll be the air horn for it. So, uh, but uh, to all of you, uh, if you are having a birthday, happy birthday to you! And of course, for you those of you on the East Coast, uh, be careful, be safe. We want to see you back here listening to us next Friday night, ten o'clock Eastern, nine o'clock Central, uh, for another edition of Page Home. Like I said, join us Sunday night, four one one lounge with Kylie Ford. That will be at 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central. Uh, but as always, uh, we thank you so much uh, for listening to us. Uh, follow along with us on Twitter. Mary is at Lou Eyes Mom. I am at News Comment BTR. And um, I guess now we're back in the swing of things. We'll get back in the swing of things with Discord, which I will, <laughs> I will get better at. It's <laughs> over there a lot more than I am. Uh, but... Uh, uh, we'll get better with uh, in the next few weeks, but definitely follow us over there as well. And like I said, thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you next week, same time, same station. Thanks, everybody.
listening to Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple.